you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I am your host, Oliver Banks, and I'm also your guide to successfully delivering retail transformation. Now, thank you for tuning in to this episode. This one is episode 105, number 105. And today we're going to be talking simplification. Now, operational simplification is a goal for many businesses, particularly right now at the back end of 2020, after what has been undoubtedly a challenging year. And whilst simplification is a great thing for any time, for any business actually, the irony is that it can actually be quite complicated to get successful simplification changes done. So I suppose the first question is why is it complicated? What gets in the way? So I thought we would begin by looking at some of the common challenges, the pitfalls, the mistakes that can make simplification complicated. First up, often simplification comes hand in hand with short timescales, adding a sense of urgency that means that many decisions are rushed and you end up with half-baked ideas. Now, this ultimately is a challenge, but it is a reality. Unfortunately, whilst there are some quick wins out there for simplification, often these low-hanging fruit ideas are few and far between and they have been picked and plucked already. So now we're faced with making more complex initiatives and harder decisions where perhaps the path forward isn't always clear or conclusive. The truth here ultimately is that the simplification change program has started too late. It should have had more work put in right at this moment in time. And that delay is expensive. But you know what? Sometimes you just find yourself in that place. And crying over spilt milk doesn't really do all that much. So here's an alternative for you. Instead of trying to rush the decisions, make some temporary adjustments to the operating model. Make short-term simplifications with the recognition that it's not the be-all and end-all, it's not the end game. And then whilst you've delivered some short-term benefit, you continue to work on the longer-term solution in the background. And then you can continue to adjust and refine and make sure that you do put in the proper idea later on. Another very similar pitfall is the assumption that because it is simplification, it is easy and quick to do simplification. But ultimately, if it's not a quick win, simplification changes take time to understand the operation and the intricacies of the operating model. As these changes come tougher, because the easy quick wins have gone, it's likely that they're going to need more technology, more cross-functional working, and even more external collaboration and partnerships. And all of these make it much more likely that it's not going to be quick and easy to make the simplification, although ultimately it will be worth it in the end. But do bear that in mind. Another challenge is that there is no clear understanding of the benefits. There is this assumption that, hmm, makes sense. 
but without any data backing it up. And when you come to talk to other elements in the organization, perhaps it's finance, for example, this hmm, makes sense argument actually isn't really all that persuasive, particularly to those that aren't familiar with the operation and the intricacies of that operating model, as I just mentioned. So do make sure that you are collecting data to prove the point, and we'll be talking about data a little later on. Another challenge is that there is lack of clarity of the change, i.e. what's new. Now here, it's really important to be able to explain the difference between the as-is, the old process, and the to-be, the new process. And if you can do this effectively, especially to those stakeholders that, again, don't know the exact details, then that is going to encourage your simplification to take hold. Speaking of which, another big pitfall, as with any transformation initiative, if your change is not sustained, then it's not worth anything at all. And you end up seeing the operation slip back to the old ways of working. So right here, effective change management is absolutely essential. Clear communication, effective training, measuring progress, celebrating success, all these classic change management techniques are so critical when you're talking about simplification. Don't just assume that because it is simpler, it therefore just gets done because we are creatures of habit and we need to intentionally take action to make sure that we do break our routines and our habits and get into the new rhythm, the new way of working. Another challenge is around inconsistent ways of working across different stores or regions or facilities or locations or even people. And with all these different ways of working, finding a simple solution or a simplification is really hard because there is no standard. So what is simple in one location or for one person is very different to another because everyone works in a different way. It may look the same and it may achieve the same result, but there will be those little details that make all the difference. So here, there could be some huge simplification, frankly, just by defining some consistent standard ways of working. It doesn't mean that you need to embed this strong command and control management style that sometimes is associated with operating models, but it does allow everyone to share best practice, don't fall for the common mistakes, and ultimately drive a huge amount of benefit and opportunity and efficiency from doing the same thing in any location. And then finally, the final pitfall. So we've had quite a few different pitfalls here. So it does sound simple, but there are plenty of mistakes to make. <laughs> so the final pitfall is that there is no clear understanding of the why behind the simplification. And that can cause confusion across the different elements and the different parts of the business. And we're going to dive into this in just a second. But, you know, this why is so critical. It's so important to be able to explain and communicate a clear why to those in the team or those that are associated with the change. You know, maybe they're part of the wider team or the different program, or maybe they're impacted by it as well, of course. So those are just some of the pitfalls of simplification. And you can see it actually gets quite challenging. So what I'd like to do now is just to step back and say, actually, why? Why would we want to simplify things? And then I've got five approaches for you. If you are keen on doing simplification, how you can proceed. So why should you simplify your operation? 
It sounds very good and it sounds very logical, but actually there could be a few different reasons why you might want to simplify. And it's important to understand these reasons because it affects the approach that you may want to take. And actually, if you don't understand the reasons, obviously that was one of the pitfalls that we talked about as well, then you might pick the wrong approach. And if you pick the wrong approach, you're going to fall into more of the pitfalls. So some of the reasons why you may want to simplify the operation. Well, probably the most common reason is that you want to cut costs or reduce your cost line. Now, this could come in a couple of different forms. Firstly, you might want to do some cost trimming. Now, this is wanting to operate at a lower cost, making some smaller savings, perhaps across multiple different areas of the operation. And you could do this either to deliver the P&L, come in on budget, deliver the expected numbers, or you may want to be shifting the budget around. So you may want to remove some cost from some areas of the operation and use it to invest in other areas, whether that's investing in new propositions or whether that's investing in better staff training or pay or a different number of elements. So you may want to do some cost trimming. But alternatively, you may want to do some major cost recalibration. Now, it might be this is alongside some other major cost recalibrations, perhaps renegotiating rental agreements, profit warnings, going back to suppliers to renegotiate contracts, maybe even a major reorg as well. It could be a number of different elements, but this is a more critical, more urgent understanding that actually the P&L must shift around to keep the business viable. There's probably some major reinvention going on in certain parts or even across the whole business. Another reason that you may want to simplify is as a result of colleague feedback. Maybe you're hearing that life at your company is too complicated, too difficult, too confusing. Well, it sounds like it's time to simplify the ways of working. Now, it might also be that you get some customer feedback as well. Now, to be honest, this is probably less likely to be a direct response or a direct piece of feedback because customers don't really care how you work. But it could represent itself in other ways that are relevant to customers. Maybe they're seeing dissatisfaction with your customer experience. Or maybe they've even come across a particular frustration with the status quo. And all of those points could actually hint at complicated workflows that require a simple operating model to fix. And then finally, you could be looking to focus in on a particular element. Now, this could be refocusing the business on something that the business has, you know, let disappear out of sight a little. So the business is recognizing this and wanting to get back to what it is greater. An example of this has been Tesco in recent years who have refocused efforts back on the core grocery business, moving out of some of the initiatives and areas that they were in and focusing it back in on the UK grocery business in particular. So they've simplified their operating model to do that. But equally, it could be about focusing on a particular new strategy or proposition. So taking a bit of a new strategic direction. You know, we've seen lots of companies this year refocusing on e-commerce for obvious reasons and wanting to simplify their operating model to focus in on that area. So those are some of the reasons why you may want to simplify your operating model. And the next big question is how? How do you go about simplifying your retail operating model? 
I've got five approaches for you today. There's no particular order and we'll come back to how you may want to use them based on the reasons why you're doing the simplification towards the end. So like I say, in no particular order. Firstly, you may want to adopt Lean Six Sigma principles. Now, Lean Six Sigma is a broad methodology. It's one I'm really passionate about as a black belt. I've spent a lot of time training and also delivering changes within a Lean Six Sigma structure. But more importantly, within the principles, I don't personally think you need to rigidly adopt the Demaic framework that comes with Lean Six Sigma. But I think there are some really key elements that can help you to simplify your operating model. Firstly, a key focus of Lean Six Sigma is about using more data and in fact becoming data driven to quantify, to prove, to guide and even to highlight statistical differences or statistical significance. The numbers never lie. And very much the devil is in the detail when it comes to those numbers quite often. Another element about Lean Six Sigma which can really help you to simplify is to focus in on the root causes. Why are things as they are? Dive deep, understand the challenges, understand the root causes and understand the opportunities. Use the voice of the customer and even the voice of the business to help identify what's really important, what really matters to the customer or to the business. And using that, you'll be able to identify non-value add elements. You can remove the waste or the muda from your operation and that is going to make it simpler and help you to achieve those goals that you have for your simplification. Second, you want to do a process and operational review. Now this is reviewing process maps, operating manuals, guides, training, ways of working and structures as well. And this is gonna to want to be done in a very much a cross-functional way where you are pulling in different experts from around the organization, as well as some people that are very much in the operation that know the detail and the intricacies of the day-to-day. So you're definitely going to want to be looking upstream and downstream of the process because quite often there can be root causes or benefits that can be achieved in one or both of those directions. When you're doing this process and operational review, you can do a simple start, stop, continue exercise really as a way of generating different ideas from the people involved. What should we start doing? What should we stop doing? And what should we continue doing? You may also want to be reviewing the frequencies, how often things happen. That's a good way of simplifying things, but also review what happens when things go wrong. Don't just take the happy path. Look at the intricacy of what happens when things don't go to plan. There's a huge opportunity quite often because, because often people focus on the happy path and when things go wrong, gets a bit messy. And also whilst you're doing this review, you can blend in the existing changes that are in progress. Maybe they're in development, but they haven't been delivered yet. And in fact, you might clarify if they will help or hinder the simplification approach and highlight new opportunities or better opportunities. So we've had introducing Lean Six Sigma principles and doing a process and operational review. So listen up. Given the intense disruption that retail is facing right now, and given that many key people around the organization that must help to transform the business are not transformation professionals, maybe it's time that you think about helping to transform those that must deliver the transformation. It can be confusing. It can be overwhelming. 
it can lead to mistakes and stress across all parts of the organization, both mental stress and organizational stress as well. So that's why I've introduced the Retail Transformation Coaching Program. So if you are wanting to work on a simplification transformation or any other type of transformation, then hey, drop me an email and perhaps we can talk about whether the Retail Transformation Coaching Program is right for you. It's a blend of coaching and training to help upskill and to give confidence and capability to those that must transform the organization. So if you would like to talk about the Retail Transformation Coaching Program, then drop me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And you can find that on the show notes page today, which is obandco.uk slash 105. So back to these five approaches. So we have had, number one, introduce Lean Six Sigma principles. And number two, a process and operating review. The third one is doing a process walkthrough or a Gemba walk, or technically a Genba with an N rather than an M. It's a Japanese term for the place where something happened. Now, doing a process walkthrough or a Gemba walk is very much like the TV show Undercover Boss. Have you ever seen that? Undercover Boss, where the CEO or someone important in the organization goes undercover and goes and experiences what life is like on the front line doing the work, interacting with their colleagues that perhaps they've never spoken to or really recognized or understood. And it can lead to huge breakthroughs about what's really right for the organization. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go proper undercover boss and go in disguise with a fake name, etc. But you do need to be careful of getting the red carpet treatment. I don't want you walking in and seeing an operation that is not true to the day to day because someone's worried that they're going to get into trouble for not following the operating model for whatever reason. That's not going to help you to simplify the reality of the business. So here, it's really key that you lead by example, and it's not about having a witch hunt. Instead, it's a quest to see reality. So you're going to have to try and hold your nerve here. You don't want to pull people up if things aren't going to plan, or you see something that isn't quite right. You are here to observe, to learn and to understand. Here you want to be taking management and leadership out of the office and into the operation. And that's going to help to move that audience from the abstraction or it may be even old school memories of the operating model to the current reality and the current challenges of today's world. Now, of course, you need to be careful because you're probably only going to see limited amounts of the operation. You will not be able to get around to all of your stores or understand what the operation is like every single week of the year. So when you are planning it, make sure you are thinking about different shifts, different locations, different people, different pressure points. And you're going to want to continue to back it up with more data and more observations to be sure that you're not just seeing a one-off. Now, when you're doing this process walkthrough or Gemba walk, it really helps to engage the stakeholders and the leadership because they can see things with their own eyes. Experiencing the operation piece by piece And talking to those that are doing it day in, day out means that you can understand their viewpoint. You can understand the opportunities that they see that you can't. And you appreciate the challenges that they're experiencing even more. Maybe even you need to try the operation yourself. Obviously, within safety standards, I don't want you driving a forklift if you are not a forklift driver, right? So be sure to capture loads of ideas and observations here. Record the stories and the experiences 
so that it can continue to come back and give you more memories. Ask questions, be curious, and it's going to highlight loads of simplification opportunities. So next up is about using analytics and data to drive through the simplification. Now here, this might be KPI, key performance indicator, or metric guided. And highlighting inconsistencies or statistical differences can help you to zoom in and focus on elements that are complicated and need simplification. This is about using data more effectively for the simplification. An example might be to get ordering right, store ordering, to avoid stock issues further downstream. Now, to do this, you might want to use existing business data or you might want to capture new data. And it's going to be particularly useful for elements like productivity, where you're adding in measurements, time studies, work studies and process modeling. And then once you've got your data, it's an element of desktop modeling or business insight and intelligence. And it could either help to identify opportunities as well as support other elements of the approach or validating ideas or quantifying benefits. And it's worth pointing out, by the way, that these five different approaches don't have to be taken alone. You can blend multiple different approaches if you haven't worked that one out. So the fifth item is about contraction measures. So what do I mean by this? Well, really, it's about reducing the size of the business. We've seen quite a bit of contraction this year, closing shops or locations. Here, you want to be looking at perhaps ordering your estate in profitability and then chopping the tail at some sensible stage. And obviously, there are other elements that you may want to take into consideration. You know, for example, lease length or break clauses for rental agreements. And you may want to look at halo effects as well to make sure that you don't have an amazing store that is driving perhaps a lot of online growth, but not profitability in the four walls, for example. And you don't want to go and make a bad decision about that. Another way that you could be contracting or reducing the size of the business is about closing parts or propositions of the business. Again, looking at perhaps your least profitable or your most expensive propositions and then streamlining or perhaps even just plain stopping and removing them. You may also be looking at scaling back the variable costs in a way that reduce the overall output that still delivers an achievable approach or future for the business. Now, this could be about cutting back the number of colleagues on the shop floor in the knowledge that it will impact experience and make life harder and require those that are left to work harder. Or perhaps you're reducing pickers in the knowledge that the picking operation will be slower with less capacity. If you are needing to contract the business for whatever reason, maybe it's a major cost recalibration, then these are the tough decisions that you need to make, unfortunately. There can be a great way of cutting costs quickly, but often they limit and maybe even negatively impact the future potential of the business as well. So don't think about just the short term. Do try and think about the long term as well. And obviously, there can be many negative ramifications for those involved in the business as well. So what's the best approach? Well, there isn't really a single best approach. Ultimately, the best approach for your simplification is very dependent on the goals and aims that you have in mind. Perhaps you've got this major cost recalibration that you need to do that's probably going to point towards more of those contraction elements, as I was just mentioning. Maybe you're trying to respond to colleague or customer feedback. Well, in that case, a Gemba walk would be much better to really understand what's going on. Or perhaps 
you're looking to regain some focus on the most important elements which have become lost or clouded over time. In this instance, it's probably best to look at lean principles or doing a full process and operational review. So for each of the different reasons why you may want to be doing simplification, there are different approaches that you can take. So make sure that you check out the show notes page where I am listing out for each of those different root causes exactly what I would suggest you look at. And that show notes page you can find at obandco.uk slash 105. And hey, whilst you're over there, why not sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, which is a weekly email absolutely free that gives you the highlights and the headlines from the world of retail transformation, as well as key insight to guide you about what's happening, what the key trends are, and how you can stay nimble and stay transforming. So to wrap things up, making things simple can be complicated, and there are many considerations to take into account. Please make sure that you don't fall into some of those common pitfalls. Make sure that you take the right approach. And here's a final thought. Make sure that your activities are focused at the right level to match the expectations and goals of the organization. You don't want to be looking at a detailed process step change when there is an expectation for some large financial recalibration and vice versa, right? So understand the why of your simplification and make sure that you are picking the right approach to deliver that. If you've got questions from today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. My email address, once again, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And if you'd like to talk also about the Retail Transformation Coaching Program that I mentioned earlier on, then do reach out and send me an email as well, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And it would be great to see if this is a good fit for you. It may not be, but let's talk and see. Thank you for tuning in today. It's a pleasure, as always, to join you and explore the world of retail transformation. And hey, who do you know that would love to tune in to the Retail Transformation Show? Please do reach out to them and recommend this podcast. Or you could even write a short review on the podcast or share it on social media. It would be so appreciated. Thank you in advance. And if you are new to the podcast as well, by the way, do remember to hit subscribe. Then do remember to hit subscribe and I will join you every single week. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.